Good evening, good evening. Welcome to another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, number one, Mr. Quick, and we'll be joined momentarily by our panel. The question is, who are you in competition with? I was asked about the competitive nature of men, and it was hard for me to pinpoint the exact reason that men compete with each other. I was thinking that it's one of those things like, I don't want yours. I do want one, though. But then you have the other side of that same coin. I want what you have, and I don't want you to have one either. So it brings up the idea of jealousy, the word jealous, meaning feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantages. Envy or envious, a feeling of discontented or resentful longing longing aroused by someone else's possessions, quality or luck. Whichever it is, talk about it. Without further ado, let's get right to it. Good evening. Hello? Good evening. Good evening. So who are you in competition with? Let's 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 talk about the competitive nature of of men. The start off, or, then we'll talk about the, the competitive nature of just humans, I guess. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I thought we had um an, another. Caller on the line. So if it's a male, then I, you know, I have thoughts, but I'd like to hear, you know, male perspective first. What's your thought on this? It almost feels like uh, we're born to compete. I mean, I think as a young boy growing up. We we are taught uh, certain things about competing, taught certain things about um, you know being a leader, uh, uh, taking responsibility for things. So I think, and even in growing up and playing video games, I mean you're always taught to compete and stuff. And anything that you're competing, you want to win. Um, so I think it was still a competition in a young man at an early age. And as it goes on that level of competition of wanting to succeed, I think uh, kind of instills in the person or you hope it stays with the person to want to excel in everything that you do. Now, does that actually happen? No. Um, but I think with the competition aspect of it, I think that a lot of people, or men in general, I think we, we have that competition, that drive that we want to succeed. But I do think there are people who Sometimes along the way, they do get jealous of other people. And when you start getting to that mindset, you take your focus off of really you and put the focus more on them. I mean, it's okay to look up to somebody to strive to achieve what they've achieved, but I would never say that I want to walk in somebody else's footsteps because I don't know what they had to go through to get what they got. But can I look at somebody and say that if they can do it, then I can do it? Absolutely. That can drive a competitive nature deep down inside me to say, 
what I want is possible and it can be attainable and that drives a competitive nature to not let nothing stop me. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Um, I think I am, my, my concept ideas was I'm, I'm improving me. I'm better at myself. I'm not competing with you. You know, it just will happen that you have a house and I want a house also. I don't want your house. I want my house. You see what I mean? So I, it's, it's a little, it's, it's a, I guess it's a little different. I'm, I'm speaking as, as the older. When I was young, you know, I'm going to be awful. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I don't know what age they instilled that in me, but I'm going to win. I'm going to be the number one. But as as I mature, you know, now it's more so about um, the journey. It's, it's about, like I said, me personally. I'm in competition with me because I can compete with you, but it doesn't do any good. You know what I mean? We didn't start at the same time. We're not on the same journey. There's nothing of the same for us to, to, to keep it equal and fair. So all I can do is compete to better myself while you compete to whatever mission and goal you have. But the trophy may be the house or the car or the career path, what have you. But I'm not trying to knock you down or take it from you. I'm trying to get my own. You know what I mean? I definitely agree. Definitely agree. And I think that's the mindset is that, you know, I'm not trying to knock you off or get what you got and take what's yours. I'm using what you got as uh, something to, you know, give me that, that mindset, give me that drive to say it is attainable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If they can do it, I know I can do it. If they can reach that, I can reach that. It's one of those things that it'll help boost you to achieve what you want to do. But I'm not trying to get what you got. If you got a house, I want to say one day I'm going to get my house. You know, my brother got a house. I want to get a house one day too. I don't want his house. I don't want his car. I want something that's mine. But at least Mm -hmm. I know that it's tangible and can be attainable. I just have to go through the right steps and maybe utilize that person, you know, to give me what the steps are, the play-by-play, what's the steps I need to take to make that Mm -hmm. or to allow me to be able to achieve that. But I'm not somebody that wants what you have. Right, and and I think it comes when we're not we're not asking the question of you know, hey, you know, how did you do this? Mm-hmm. I mean, once you once you become too prideful to ask that, then it changes dynamic of the situation. You know what I mean? I agree, and I think a lot of times people pride do get in the way that it makes them feel like, well, I don't want to ask them a question because if I ask them, it may feel like I'm weak or less than or I don't know. Hey, everybody's not going to know everything. But if mm-hmm. sometimes if God puts somebody in your life that has the right tools and guidance that can get to where you're trying to go, then it's okay to use that person if you truly believe that they do it from the heart and not that they do it to get back at you, stab you in the back, spite you, or put you down. 
I mean, if a person has the knowledge, utilize that knowledge to get what you're trying to attain. And I think sometimes that pride get in the way or that level of competition may get in the way where they feel like, well, if I ask them that, they're going to think they're better than me. It ain't got nothing to do with that when you're really trying, like you said, when you're in competition with yourself, it ain't got nothing to do with that because your mm-hmm. mindset is getting yourself somewhere, not trying to worry about what other mm-hmm. people are doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can care less what you think about me. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'm about to have this house or this car or this position that I'm Exactly. Miss Quick, you had a question? Well, I do and I don't. I think I still need to kind of formulate it a little more. But um, so I guess is there a such thing as friendly competition? Like I've seen situations where – I mean, the only, most of the situations that I've seen um, when it comes to men competing with one another always ends in some type of, you know, like animosity, like, you know, like they throw on, as people would say, you know, salt in your game. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of like um, it ends on a sour note versus it being, you know, uh, something where you guys are in it and you uplift each other and you know what I mean and encouraging one another to move forward and you know to propel it's kind of like just almost like jealousy so it, I guess from what I've seen it's it's a very fine line between uh, competition and jealousy well I believe that um, it is a very fine it is one of those um, things where it be, it be, it's, it's about intent, right? So once again, regardless of what it is, if I'm competing with me, it has absolutely nothing to do with anybody else. Nothing to do because I'm trying to better myself. I'm trying to be a better me than I was yesterday. But the issue always come about when you bring, when you try to add somebody else into the formula. That's where the confusion come in play. My twin may have another thought. You know, he's the, he's the good twin. And now I'm actually right there with you. I think a lot of it comes in where, you know, the intent. And they start off good. You know, everybody has ha-ha, you know, everybody supporting everybody. But it gets to the point where, one of the person loses, then how do you really feel? And, and I can remember a time where I actually applied for a position at the same company in my act. Didn't nobody know about it that much, but they asked certain people to apply to support a position. I ended up getting the position, and then random people started coming up to me. Ain't how they talked to me that much before, but random people started coming up to me talking about, oh, I didn't know you You went to school here and there and this and that, and, and, and that's why you got the position. And my mindset immediately went to, well, you had to have been questioning my credentials for somebody to tell you that I did that and was qualified for the job. But clearly, evidently, you had a problem with me getting the job and just didn't want me to know about it. 
You know, and sometimes people smile in your face, support you, want you to do the best until somebody loses out on something they felt like they should have had and you don't need to have. And then that's when it does turn sour because now I make you look at them and question their whole intent. Like, do you really support me or were you really rooting for me or were you just, you know, doing that until you find out that I, I jumped you and got the promotion and you didn't. Now it's like, oh, who are you? And, and you ain't qualified and why did you get it? So, like I said, it all depends on the intent, but when somebody loses, the true nature always sometimes come out, and that's when things go bad and sour. Oh, oh, I agree with that 100%. 100%. It's all, it, always, it almost seems like uh, you're not supposed to be here. I'm the only one supposed to be here. I'm the only one supposed to have the best. I'm the only one that's supposed to die, die, die. But you're not. So I think that's where the ugliness really comes about. And like you said, that's when you see people's true nature. So I agree with you on that. What's your, what's your, what's your thoughts, your questions? How are you formulating? Um, I guess... <laughs> So is and and I may have missed it earlier, so forgive me. But is the so I think Twain said that the competitive nature it's almost like you're born with it. So is it something? Is it is natural? Are you saying it's natural, or is it? Because it would seem to me that you actually you know have to. It's almost like you have to practice it to to get better at it. So is it? You know, is that competitive spirit natural or is it instilled in men? I mean, from from a woman's perspective, and maybe it's just me, um, but I'm not outside of sports. Like, I'm I'm not an athlete, but um, even outside of sports, like, I, I don't have that competitive nature when it comes to um, competing with other women. I, I believe so, that is. I believe that it's almost natural, um, as 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 a man. You know, I'm and I'm a bull. I, I have that characteristic. Like, if I feel threatened or challenged, regardless by anybody, any shape, form, fashion, I'm digging my horn, my heel in, and, and my horns going up. Period. You know what I mean? So, for me, it's part of, it's part of my nature. The, the challenge for me is actually staying cool. But naturally, I'm striving to be the best. And I think even that could come from our parents and foreparents. You know, they want you to be the best. You got to be better than your counterparts and this, that, two, and the third. So, it could be something that's natural, but it's polished by our parents and foreparents, twin. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I was just thinking, and, like, for me, I think it comes natural. I mean, it wasn't something that I would say I was taught to be competitive. It was just something that was in anything I did, um, video games, racing, uh, school, I wanted to be the best. And, and, and it was just 
in anything and everything that I did, I wanted to be the best at it and wanted to be number one at it and strive to be the best at it. And um, I competed. I wanted, I wanted it. And it wasn't nothing that, you know, parents pushed me to say, you know, you need to be number one. You need none of that. Um, never was really involved in sports like that, but it just in anything and everything I did, I wanted to win. And I wanted to be the best. And I think that just over time just continued to grow. And like I said, I think it could be something that could be generational where the parents had the mindset, I want you to be better than us. I want you to have the better opportunities than what we did growing up. Um, it could have been that mindset that could have pushed that competitiveness and pushed us out there to really strive for our dreams and, and say that, hey, there's nothing, no limitations on you but yourself. So if you want it, you can think it, you can achieve it. And if that simple phrase could have been what it was to, to stick in my mind, that if I think it, I can achieve it, then it could have been what could be like, well, if I can think it, you know, I can win. I can win at anything I put my mind to. So if I can achieve and do that, Let's get it. And, and just that nature just, I guess, begin to grow just from could be just a support. And, and the things your parents say to you that you may not know is driving your competitive nature, but it's causing you to think in a certain way that if I want it, I can get it. And if I believe it and have faith in it, I can obtain it. Absolutely. We're going to take this time to introduce uh, another Mind to the line, uh, our our family, Ronell, my man. Yes, sir. Mike is live. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're, man, we're talking about conversation you guys are having. Go ahead. Well, this is this is what we do. You know, we uh trying to figure some things out, and right now, I just want to know. Uh, Quick was asking about competitive nature of men or the competitive nature of period, people, period. And mm. me and Matoni kind of hash these things out to get to get to the to the nitty-gritty, as the old people say. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, I truly, I mean, I was listening to the last gentleman, but I truly believe it was the idea of, or should I say the expectations that were set. You know, the generation before, our generation was, you know, kind of set up in a sense of, hey, you know, you guys have opportunity to do things that we can never do. Um, mm-hmm. In the sense of, like, my grand, my grandparents said that to my parents, right? And I feel like right. my parents, I feel like my parents or those within that generation, generational age group, they set the tone of, hey, you're expected. I'm expecting you to be great, right? I'm expecting you to go to the NFL, the NBA, to be a doctor, to be, you know, kind of this all-world excellent, you know, thing. And I think that pushed, especially us as young men, pushed us to want to have a desire to be better than each other. Because you're the person I'm I'm compared to. So we, the Mizzes asked about friendly competition. If you and I go to the same basketball court, we're raised in the same neighborhood, we're going to the same basketball court, and uh, you have you have a, a, a mean, a hell of a spin move, and 
I am mm-hmm. trying to get my spin moves like that. I got a jump shot out this world that, that can't wait. But I'm that spin needs some help. As a as a man, you know, as 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 a ball player, am I gonna ask you to show me how to do that or am I going to, you know, try to hurt every time you do it? Keep you from being able to do it. What what's going on? What we gonna do here? Man, I, I think for me, it's it's kind of like you're you're putting your best out there, right? And at that age, you're not attempt. Well, I know for myself, I wasn't taught to, you know, show weakness in a sense of, hey, if you weaker, if you weaker in a point, then your strong suit better be stronger. Right. And you know, my my spin move better destroy you to where your jump shot ain't got nothing on it. Versus us collaborating together and working for both of us to become better, it was always, in a sense, what they would always call that crab in a barrel mentality, right? You can't be better than me. I got to be better than you. Yeah, you can spin around like you're like you're a top, but that still ain't necessarily meaning you're better than me. That just means that you have a spin move. You know, uh, are you coming to me to help improve your? You know what I mean? It's 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 one of those things where we both can be great. I personally don't like competition. I'm mm-hmm. on greatness. You your own greatness. Yeah. Why do yeah. I have to be number two to your number one, or vice versa? Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? You know, you have people talk yeah. about the greatest rappers, the top five, and it's like how you go and compete or compare these when all of them are great. Why can't this just be great and this got to be great. So my whole thing is when we competing, instead of trying to compete with each other, why don't we just try to compete with who we were yesterday? Hmm. Well, I, that's again, me personally. I don't think we're, I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, the generations before us taught us that, you know, there was enough out there for everybody. And it was a situation where, well, I know, I'm going to just say for myself, I hate to generalize everybody based off of my experience. But, like, for myself, it was more so no one was telling me that this person can be great, that person can be great, we all can be great together. I didn't learn that until I was old enough to see that there were other great people out there. which allowed me right. to, you know, kind of look look at, you know, what, what I was taught and have an understanding or through maturity, should I say, that maybe they just didn't, maybe they were just doing the best that they could do to show me or to tell me this. But that's not the way that I'm going to live my life, nor am I going to teach my, um, my kids. I agree. We're going to... Uh... Let's let's find out what my twin have to say about it. Doc, where you at? Yeah, I agree. Um, if I like what you said, like sometimes it depends on you know the push of you know your parents and like them, you know, kind of driving it a little bit where they're wanting you to succeed and be better and wanting you to take advantage of opportunities that they didn't have. And 
like you said, sometimes it may not have been stated that there's enough for everybody to eat. You know, there's no matter what you do, we all can be great in our own right. And there's enough of this pie that everybody can have a good share and be great. But sometimes I think the mentality is that only one person can be great. And if you ain't the one that's great, then you're a failure almost in a way. And instead of encouraging and saying, you know, it's okay to compete. You can be the best you are in your lane. And somebody else can be in your lane too and be great as well. But just be great in what you do and what you bring to the table and how and your value that you bring to the table. I think when you look at, like you said, if you focus on you being great and not trying to compete with somebody else, you carve your own lane out for yourself. And you don't have to worry about anybody else trying to come in and take over or overcome you because at the end of the day, nobody can be you but you. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts? I think that that you both hit on something real key um, that I hadn't quite thought of, which is the mentality that um, it's not enough, you know, it's not enough to go around for everybody. Um, And I think that that's a hard lesson to learn when, you know, when you're growing up and you see, you know, for instance, like what's in your household or whatever food is on the table and you're growing up with 13 brothers and sisters, then you run in to get what's first. Um, You know, that mentality is then taken outside of the household and um, makes your spirit a little more competitive because you kind of haven't grasped the the fact that it is enough for everybody. So I think that that's, that's very key. Um, I, I, ha- I do have a question brewing, but give me a second to, to kind of formulate it. I know, see, I was, I was raised as an only child, right? So it wasn't, it wasn't no competition there. The competition was always me. Um, My cousin who was, you know, close to me in age, so kind of raised like brothers, you know, he was older than me. You know, he, he did his thing and I wanted to, to do mine better than he did. He did his. But once we became of age, we celebrated each other's own individual success. At what point do we stop competing? Again, I ask this question. At what point do we stop competing with each other and focus on competing to improve ourselves? I think like you said before, you know, with, I think age comes maturity. Um, and I was, I grew up with an older brother. We're three years apart. And, you know, throughout our time, through elementary, junior high, high school, we always, at some point in time, either we were at school at the same time or he was leaving out and I was coming to the school uh, when he got to junior high and high school. And he was basically almost like a brainiac. I mean, he won valedictorian of junior high, valedictorian of high school, and, you know, I strive to be that, but, you know, I wasn't trying to be him, you know, and then 
he pushed me to be a better me and pushed me to improve my grades where I need to improve my grades and things like that. But there was the competition that I wanted to succeed. I wanted to reach where he was at, but at, at no point in time did I want to walk directly in his footsteps and do everything he did and put all the time that he put in uh, to get where he got to in junior high and high school. And then, you know, he went off to college and just kept doing things, uh, you know, being president of this club, that club, that was his lane. That wasn't my lane. But as I did get older, I came to appreciate the lane that he carved out for himself. I was able to appreciate his successes and use that as motivation in my competition and not in competition with him, but in competition with myself because he was my driving point to say, hey, my brother is making it happen. He's doing it. He's traveled the world for a job. He's now got his own business started. You know, he's done so much that he gives me the drive and the competitive nature to not be him, but I have that drive and competition with myself that, I'm trying to achieve where he's at and be on that level where he's at and, and be able to say I have my own like he did. And, and like I said, growing up, it could have been competition where I wanted to be, you know, succeed and be valedictorian because he was there. But at the time, as we got older, I came to just appreciate what he was doing and said I can carve out my own lane and let me achieve what I want to achieve but just achieve it in this particular lane. You dig that. Ronnell, what's your thoughts, bro? It's funny, man, when you put the phone on mute and then you, like, moving around and then you had to run it, grab it off the mute. But, uh, like, so, man, can you can, ask the question again? Because I, like, really go deep into thought with listening to um, – my brother that was just now speaking while he was um while he was sharing it was man like everything he was saying was on point and that's the pressure i would say that i felt as the older brother but like mm-hmm. i want to make sure that i answer your specific question so what was your um what, what was the specific question that you asked my my question is at, at what point do we try to improve ourselves versus uh compete with other people Okay, so I think at the point that we recognize that everyone is their own individual, right? Everyone has greatness in themselves, and once that, to me, is shared more often, right, that, hey, you're okay to be great, you know, you don't have to be like this person, you know what I'm saying? The expectation is for you to be successful in whatever you do, but it's not to the point where you have to reproduce or duplicate what this person did type deal. You're great in doing what you do. Like, quick, I don't know about your, your cousin or your older cousin, but does, I mean, does, does he cut hair? You know, is he an entrepreneur? I'm not sure. But the thing I know is, I mean, because I don't know him, right, but I know you. And I know your personality to be such that it's not a competition. Like, like there are no rivals to you in a sense, Right. Like, once we get that mentality, like, really instilled into our brain, that you're, like, God made you you for you. 
to be a blessing to this world, not necessarily for you to be like Mike, LeBron, Kobe, whoever, right? Like, strive to be the best you. Right. So, so can we... I'm sorry. Please I'm just continue. saying from them conversations. I'm saying from those. I'm saying from those type of conversations that are had with you know um, our generation, and then us pointing out to um, the younger to the next generation or the younger generation the greatness that they have in them, and not making it a competitive like, oh man, you ain't as good as your brother, you know that type deal. It's like yo, like so, what do you like to do? What are you great at? Right. So I was I, for for me, you know, um, I know when I speak, it kind of you know you get that sense of arrogance and not defending. You know, I don't care one way or another. But fact of the matter is, me, right? Maybe that's part of the arrogance. Like, can't nobody be me like me? You know what I mean? So what do we say for those people who? knocking your greatness because of your attitude towards your greatness. Y'all like how I worded that. Twin, I know you do. What's your thoughts? <laughs> I do like how you worded that. <laughs> oh, you said the attitude towards the greatness? Yes, you know, mine is it was Screw mine is arrogance, or that's how they will perceive it. But hell with them, yeah. And and like I said, um, being great and being confident sometimes confidence can be confused as arrogant. Um, but if you really get to know the person, you'll probably see the real them. And sometimes I believe, I mean, you have to be confident in what you do. I mean, if you're not going to be confident, then how can you really? or sure sell somebody on your qualifications and what you can do if you're not confident in your ability. Um, so I think mean, confident players along roll with that, but don't confuse it with arrogance because a confident person can be very humble and appreciative of where they're at, the process and the journey it took for them to get there. They're just showing their appreciation for where they're at, but they're confident in the ability that I'm here at the table, but I'm not here at the table by mistake. Uh, you know, you see me here now, but you don't know the journey I've been through to actually get here and to arrive here. You know, the battles, the competition, the things you had to go through both internally and externally to deal with uh, that brought you here. So you may see somebody who maybe appear to be arrogant, but they're just confident that I'm here where I'm supposed to be because all that I've been through, all that I went through has finally led me here. And I'm the best me, like, yeah, I'm the best me that there is. And at that particular point, you are where you're supposed to be. And I think if people don't look at it that way, but it's all about getting to know the person. And, and once you get to know the person and sometimes get a glimpse of the journey, because I don't think nobody could ever truly understand or take in everybody's journey that they had to go through to get where they are. But if you can get a glimpse of people's journey and what they had to go through to arrive where they are now, what you see now, and the things they've been able to obtain, sometimes it makes some people say that I don't want to walk in your footsteps because I don't know if I could have made, what, made it through what you went through to get here. And that's why I always say, be in competition with yourself. 
Don't be jealous of what other people got because you really don't know what they had to go through, what battles they had to go through to get where you see they're at right now. My man. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Man, like, yo, confidence, cockiness. You know, I used to have, it's funny because back in the day I used to wear a T-shirt and you know, I don't know if y'all remember when everybody used to get their face paint uh, airbrushed on T-shirts and whatnot. And on the back of mine, it said narcissist. And then, it, and then up underneath it said cocky or confident, you know, take your pick. But it's one of those things where when you know yourself and when you're intentional on knowing other people, like that to me sets the standard of that allows other people to know like like your level as far as like, hey, you might not be on my level. So to me, if you look at me as being cocky or arrogant or full of you know, full of myself, man, you really don't know you. You're threatened by the by the yeah. confidence and the, you know, masculinity or the, you know, sureness, so to speak, by me. So that's your issue, not mine. You know what I mean? On how like like you can't control what somebody how somebody else receives you. All you can control is how you are true to oneself, so to speak, right? So true to who you are, knowing yourself, knowing who you are, right? And knowing your purpose and being here. And once you do that, man, you don't have to apologize for nothing. Hmm. I mean there's no it's 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 unnecessary and it, it becomes to me counterproductive when you do apologize for being you. And being confident and knowing who God made you to be. That's for sure. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Um, I, I actually have I'm ready to to ask my questions now and I actually have two. <laughs> So my first question is is just listening into the conversation, it sounds like ego plays a role in being competitive. Um, whether it's um to the to the point where you are confident or cocky or arrogant in, in such a way um that you know you you don't look at, at any other man as competition for you. Um or on the flip side of that it sounds like that um, or I guess on the flip side of that, my question would be, do you think that men with lower um, egos or smaller egos, so to speak, are, are are they the ones who like to compete with others? Or I guess um, what qualities would you say that um, – other men who who like to compete with each other hold is that like low confidence, low self esteem, like um, Ronell said, not knowing who you are. Is that like a typical quality of you know com- competition or unfriendly competition? Twin, we're gonna let you take that one. <laughs> we're gonna let you start off with that one, bro. <laughs> 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 um, 
I, I think ego does play a part in it. Um, I think sometimes the ego can drive a competition. Um, and I think, for me, I think if someone does have low self-esteem or feels down on themselves, then they can be threatened or inferior by somebody who, in their eyes, that's who they want to be, you know. And I think people who have low self-esteem, they probably more or less have that mindset of, I want what you have, and not that I want to share the spotlight with you because it's never been about them. So they all they want to get to the place where it can be all about them because they don't know how to be themselves, or basically they don't love themselves. And if they don't love themselves, then they try to find a person who everybody loves and they want to knock that person off so that they can shine in that spotlight when at the end of the day, there's spotlight for everybody to shine, but they can't see it because Mm -hmm. they haven't dealt with their issues. So um, ego does play a part in it when it comes to competition, but I think the less a person is satisfied with who they are, then I think it projects on their how they're threatened, how they feel inferior by other people, and I think they compete with other men, and not to use that as driving them to be better them, but driving them to be, I want your position and I want what you have. Mm-hmm. Before you okay, say so before man. you go on, the second, the, the second part to that question is, is how much does humility play a part in in all of this? Because it's it's can you be competitive and egotistical and and still remain humble? Yes, you can. Because uh, ego does not necessarily mean that you're, like you said, narcissistic, like you're arrogant, it's all about me. Having an ego just means I'm confident in me. I can say I'm confident in Ray. No matter what nobody say about Ray, I know Ray. Whether you want to lie on me or tell the truth, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying I'm ego or arrogant. It's just that I know me. And I'll let you know what I will do and what I won't do. But I'm humble at the same time. I'm not somebody say, well, I've arrived here, so can't nobody touch me. I don't want this person around me because now I got this title, this position. No, I'm grateful for the journey, grateful that I'm here. I'm going to respect the journey that I went through. I'm going to respect the position that I'm in, but I'm not going to use it to take advantage of it and basically make my title define me. I'm going to define any title that I obtain. And that doesn't say ego. It just means I'm confident in my journey. I'm confident where I'm at, but I'm being humble to respect the journey and where I'm at right now. And I think there's a balance in between that, and it just depends on the person to find that balance. Mm. Mm. Boy, hey, way to represent, bro. Way to represent, Swing. I like that. Hey, I like that. that. Hey, you go on, bro. <laughs> That's good. We'll take this time to introduce Pastor to the line. He's been listening patiently. I know he go uh will tell us what the words say. Then we'll get back to what my bros and my wife say. He'll chime in when he's ready. <laughs> Now, I, I want I want to add something to to what you were saying about the ego. You know, having an ego isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-mm. I don't think being a, being a narcissist is being is a bad thing. I don't think being you know lacking humility 
is a bad thing. I think that this everything is right for the person that that is that it affects, that it is a part of, that it impacts. It may not be right for me, but it's right for Ronell. It's right for Twin. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we, mm-hmm. I can't go and judge or use the, the same measure stick for each brother. Every brother got their own. So you respect mm-hmm. everybody's path, everybody's journey, everybody's, you know, character flaws as, as well as their character uh, strengths or traits and move right along. You know, I may not be able to rock with you in this regard, but I love you in this regard. You see what I mean? So as, as long as there's that respect mm-hmm. is there for, for, for the other person, now let's not forget, before I can respect you, I got to respect me. Before I can know mm-hmm. who you are, I got to know who I am. So there's no competition because I know who I am. And you know who I am. And we respect that, the differences. And we move right along. Somebody agree with me? Disagree? Or... Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you for the most. I I agree with you. I I can't say that there's anything um, that you said that mm -mm, that I don't similarly align with. But I think that's the humility in you, though. Hey, no, no, I say that's the humility in you because you see that. So, like, you you see that. Yeah, I have self-esteem. Yeah, I have self-importance. But I also see where, you know, there are some areas that I may be trying to gain. So how am I to knock where you are and where you think of yourself to be when I'm not you? That's that's a demon or that's what you got to deal with. Shouldn't say that's a demon. But that's, you know what I'm saying? One of those things that that person has to deal with and that has no, I mean, especially if it doesn't affect you, has no consequence to you. Right, so instead of me trying to go about changing you and say, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta what what you know what a dog get in you, you know, where you are at. Everybody's not meant to be, you know, you got gentlemen. So once you respect mm-hmm. him for his role, then that 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 essentially make the team better. Because mm-hmm. now you know, in some regards, I got I can't go in there. I got to sit him in there. And if he ain't there mm-hmm. too long, then I got to come in there. You know what I mean? Like, everybody have their yeah. their role. And I think that once we realize that in the middle of the the over you know, because it will make you more humble because you know your role, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Your role. Come on in here now. Come on in here, Doc. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I mean, it's one of them things, like you said, knowing your role and knowing your role, like we've been talking about, starts with knowing you. Um, you can't know your role and what value you have until you take the time to know who you are as a person, what values, your strengths, your weaknesses, and who you are. Once you know who you are, you can't you don't allow somebody to make you inferior because at the end of the day, 
you are you, I am me. So however you do or what you do is what you do the best at. I can't get inferior or mad at you about that because you're doing you. And I think the more, it's always like, what are you putting your energy into? You know, are you putting more of your energy into downing somebody else or trying to be like somebody else? Or if you put your energy into trying to improve yourself, trying to make yourself better, trying to see ways you can improve yourself. And like it goes back to, you know, what, uh, what type of person are you? Do you have that? Do you have you suffering from low self-esteem? You know, where's your mindset at? You know, what are you focusing on? And I think a lot of times some people, if you focus on the wrong thing, which is I'm focusing on everything that you got. You got the car. You got the wife. You got the kids. You got the house. You got this. I want that life. Well, focus on what you need to do to get that life. Don't try to boot me out of the way and try to insert yourself into mm-hmm. a situation that ain't involved for you. Find your own yeah. lane. You can achieve those things on your own, but you can't boot me out and take my wife, my house, my kids, and just think right. that I want your right. life, right. and you just go on out the way and let me, you know, get no. That's not how this works. And I think, like I said, it depends on that particular person's mindset to really say if you put that much energy in wanting and hating on me, why can't you put that same energy in trying to improve yourself so that you can get these things that I have instead of focus on trying to get what I actually have? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, you said something when you start talking about that energy. That's that's crazy right mm-hmm. there. That's the part. We Our energy is displaced, you know, or, or uh, misappropriated, if you will. When it comes to it, mm-hmm. let it let it improve you. You you can have you you know not saying this, Miss Quick, but you can have my wife, you can have my life, you can have my house, you can have this. But will you be able to maintain it once you get it? Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't it wasn't told. You don't know what I go through to maintain all of these things. So maybe God is preparing you. He's taking you down this journey. So when you get all these things, you can maintain it. You can keep it. Just trying to do it prematurely, nine times out of ten, it will fail. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. <laughs> Man. Miss Quick, Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna come to you uh, right now. Okay. Um. So. My my question is, and no, no, I'm, I'm no, asking no. questions What's because I'm, I, I don't have any thoughts. Did. I'm trying to understand. Okay, that's why I'm asking well, questions Ronell, because this Ronell, is not. Let Ronell give his thoughts, and then you ask the question, and then we'll answer your question. Can we do that? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I wanted to I wanted to hit the point of humility. Um. Uh, humility and from the standpoint of it's not that it shouldn't be, let me say this, it shouldn't be that I want what you have. It should be how do I get, right? How do I how do I get to the level that you're on? Because I either respect the level or I like the level to a point where I I mean, I want more, right? And I'm looking for more and I see more in you. So can you help me Right? Can I humble myself enough to ask for assistance? Which goes back to the basketball analogy, which goes back to 
you know, kind of um, the conversation about masculinity as far as like, yo, can I, can you help me to, you know, obtain the things that you have and you can allow me to know that, that, that it don't look as good as it, it seems, right? Because I could be chasing something that you have, again, quick, like you said, right? And I know how to maintain it. Here I got it. And I'm trying to figure out how to maintain it, not knowing what you do, right? What your processes are. So I think that conversation, again, right, communication, effective communication on, like, humbling yourself in the sense of knowing knowing yourself enough to know that you ain't all that. Like, like you, you not nice and you're comfortable with who you are, but, like, you, you could step your game up. And if you can set your game up in certain areas that you see somebody that you feel is close to you, that's another thing, you know, is that person close to you? Are you developing that relationship to be able to learn from them? Because we should forever be learning. Right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a position thing. It's a process. It's all of it. It's just my thoughts. I agree. I agree. Now, and just be mindful, you know, don't don't try to use this person. I'm gonna say this real quick and then your question. Don't use this person. Don't don't see what he got. Try to be friendly, quote unquote. Just to oh, no. figure out what he got going on. Because the one can pick up on on when it's genuine, when it's real. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when they figure out that it's not, then you know. Now you scared. Anyhow, uh, we're gonna go ahead on and let this quick actor this question. <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, I, I mean, it, it. So, how do you address a situation where, you know, you you have um, someone who is who, who obviously starts off and and they're cool, um, but then you know this mentality they they evolve into this mentality of now they have to compete with you um whether you're in the same field or you know like marriage with kids and different things like that so you know when they get um a little animosity towards you because they haven't gotten to your level yet how do you deal with individuals like that like what do you say to them if if you ever have a chance to you know, if you ever run across them again or have a chance to converse with them again, what what do you say? Well, one me, I'm um, I'm a killer with kindness. You know what I mean? Um, the only way to be a, a, a person like that is through, through success. You know what I mean? So you can have your snakey ways, or you can uh, or try to compete with me, and I'm and I see, I see, believe. We all see, and you continue to kill them with kindness because that's what God wants you to do. I'm going to try to take you out of my competitor because, remember, you're competing with me. I've been right. You just started. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be a fair race. Mm -hmm. I was running, you know, on the clock when you was over there stretching and watching me and trying to kill my kids, my race. So it's not a competition. You're competing with me. The competition is only there for a competition is when 
we both started at the same time. And they fired a gun. Wow. And we both take our race. That's what it's a competition. That's what it's a race. If I'm already running, it's not competition. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a workout. <laughs> you did like Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, what's your thoughts? No, I man, you said it, bro. It's a lyrical exercise. Look, hey, <laughs> so like when somebody, you know, um, comes into your presence like that, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying quick as far as like kill them with kindness, but like to me, time is from tell, right? Like that person is either going to rock with you or not. And as long as you keep to who you are, I mean, they'll either fade by the by the side wayside, or you know, or or it'll show it'll it'll show through their deeds, their actions, their you know conversation if they really there for you, right? And if I mean, and again, just like you said, right? It's no competition un- until I make it a competition. Until I say, hey, you know, yes, I'm willing to compete with you, right? A fighter has to accept a fight before there can be a fight. You can't just come up and say, "Yo, I'm fighting this. Per- I'm, I'm, I'm fighting the, the world champ." If he ain't agreed to it, it's like, "Yo, I'm the champ. I got everything to lose right, right. now. Why, why would I fight you?" Type deal. <laughs> like, no, let me right. let me look right. at my schedule. Let, let me see my workout plan, and you know, see if it makes sense for me. Type deal to get in a tussle with you, which most of the time it doesn't, especially when you're talking about manhood or you're talking about, you know, just um, a personal personal developmental uh, aspect. So, I mean, the how, how you handle those things are completely dependent upon you as an individual as far as what makes you feel better, so to speak, what helps you sleep at night. But if you know you, then... You could not do anything and sleep very well. Dig that. Doc, what's your thoughts? I agree with both of y'all. Um, you know, I think when you're faced with that, I will probably do the same thing. I will first, you know, try to kill them with kindness and have a conversation with them and let them know, hey, you know, are you are you you know competing with me for you to get better, or are you competing with me to be me? And like uh, like you were saying, Ronnell was saying, you know, you have to first accept the fight. And at the end of the day, if you're competing with me to try to be me, you're fighting a losing battle because you ain't gonna never be me. But if you want to use this as competition to better yourself, that I can be okay with that. I you know we can talk about that and try to help you know help you get. But making you a better you. But if you're going to try to compete with me to beat me, you know, you're fighting a losing battle because you're looking at what I do, like what we've been saying. You're looking at what I do and how I operate and handle business, and you don't know how I maintain it. I make it look real easy. But if you step in my shoes, you probably will fall apart because you don't know how I keep this operation going. So don't be confused by how calm and cool I am and how things run. On a on a on a you know a consistent basis, things just run easy and smoothly. Don't be confused by that and say that oh, if I was in your position, I could take over and everything would be the same way. Because it won't, because you can't do what I do. So like you said, 
you know, I can help you become better, but if you're trying to be me, then we are starting off on the wrong footing. And if all you want to do is compete with me and be me, I can't really help you because you have to first help yourself by wanting to learn who you are and getting yourself to a level that you want to better yourself for me to really help you. Absolutely. You know, we should do, we should sit down and, and have a, have, have a conversation and let me give you the ins and outs of this operation. I probably, within the first five minutes, you, 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 your mind is blown and you're probably ready to call for the check because you didn't really think that it entailed that much, you know, you didn't really know that all this is going on and this is what it is. So mm-hmm. you can easily get outside and say, this is nice, but look at the inside, look at these bills that Ooh, uh, I wouldn't rip that one. <laughs> I, I wouldn't that one is what they'll tell you. Because mm-hmm. that's and it's our fault because you look easy. You know? uh, I don't have any more questions. Um, <laughs> just, you know, I mean, no, no, I'm out. So I guess I've, I've been asking questions because it, you know, and hearing more about it, it seems it almost seems like um, the competitive spirit amongst men is a little different than it is amongst women, um, mm-hmm. because like there's it's it's almost like um, you know as soon as another man enters the room, you know one is sizing up the other, you know so it's almost like instant. Um, seems like it's instant amongst men, whereas women, you know, it's we don't compete with each other until we have like a reason to compete, you know. Um, so that's why I was asking the questions, trying to get a little more insight to see, you know, trying to gauge the differences. Are you saying that generally of women? For me, no. I, I mean, honestly, like I Just personally, personally. I, I hate to generalize, but like, um, so I can only speak from personal experience, but I, I personally have not had um, experiences where I have wanted to compete with other women for anything. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Now, on the flip side of that, I may have had experiences where I've been in competition, didn't know it, you know, um, unbeknownst to me, um, but it, it was for things that, that's obviously beyond my control. You know, so, you know, I, I'm competing with other other girls and, you know, like they compete with some, something, um, competing with me um, for something they that they can't or couldn't have or couldn't be. Ding, 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 ding. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what we're talking about. So maybe it's, right. it's the nature of... It's human nature, and not just the nature of men, but it's human nature. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It, I think it is human nature. I think again, like uh, you know, some the 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 differences, and then honestly, uh, quite frankly, with 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 most women, um, the there's that fine line between being competitive and jealous. You know, so it's it's kind of it's almost kind of like it may start off as as being competitive. Um, but it actually turns into into jealousy because at some point the, they they stop competing or stop trying to compete and and start talking. You know what I mean? Well, and see, um, 
I would say that that's men and women. I feel like there's some jealous men out there that want what other men have, and I don't necessarily say it starts off as a, I mean, it's it's a jealous competition from starts. Right. So 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 there's no fairness in competing, especially when we talk about hey, I'm if I'm not competing to make you better, right? I'm just competing to take your spot. Then then I'm jealous of your spot, mm-hmm. of your position, of where you sit, right? You know what I mean on that throne. So it's kind of like I'm trying to knock you off that. That's the, I, I think it's again right the human. The humanality of like function of the desire to be better with the misguidedness of that um that background, right? Saying that, yo, you gotta be better than this individual in order to get ahead. If you want the guy you want, if you want the girl you want, then you need to beat out that other girl. You need to beat out that other guy in order to be, you know, that so that's bread in a sense, right? Developed in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. I don't think I don't think anybody just grows up and say, "Hey, I want to be, I want to be jealous of everybody that I come in contact with, and I want everything that everybody." No, somebody probably told you that you weren't good enough. Somebody told you that you weren't, you know. Mm. Somebody, somebody built you in a negative form and established yeah. your your Mitchness. The passengers don't get on the line, and I need to hurry up and uh, let's be quiet. Hey man, <laughs> you've been around. You don't been around me too long, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. Like why, like why uh, generalize something to male and female when we both, when everybody does it? I'm not gonna say everybody right. does it both. Both um, sexes do it, right? And I think there's just so many terms out there. If you want to call it jealousy, if you want to call it humility, if you want to call it conceit, if you want to call it whatever you want to call it, it is what it is at the end of the day. You ain't got what I got or I got what you want, and you going in an unmature uh, way about it. Mm. Which puts us at odds. Twin, where you at? Twin. <laughs> hey, so we got twin and Doc? I'm confused. Same person, man. Mind your business, person. man. Okay. I was... Yeah, Doc, Doc Twin. <laughs> I was like, I don't That's know who I'm talking he, he, he the good one. No, he the good one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I agree with you. Um, you know, uh, I think both sexes uh, do have it in this, that, that thing. Uh, that desire to be better, like you said, uh, and I guess is that misguided desire to be better. Almost is like you want to be better, but how are you going to go about doing it? And I think, like you said, it could be those people who didn't have that, you know, encouragement as a youth saying, "Hey, you can be better." Rather than they were like, "You ain't gonna be no good." You know, you can't do this, you can't do that, like your brother or this person is doing this, and all you want to do, you know, if you grew up with a lot of negativity and not feeling like you can be better, or they were sizing you up compared to somebody, then all you probably know is to 
be compared to somebody and want to be like this person because that's who your parents or somebody, you know, told you that that's what you should be like or that's what you should go like. And if you started as a young person, it may come into your adulthood that when you see somebody that's doing well and successful, you were taught to, I want to follow them. I want to be like them. So I need to dress like them. I need to walk like them. I need to talk like them. I need to act like them. So at the mm-hmm. point, you don't even know who you are because all you know is being other people. You're like a chameleon. You're just trying to attach mm-hmm. on to somebody else and trying to be that person's life. But at the end of the day, when you look in the mirror, do you really know who you are? And, you know, mm-hmm. there's a desire to be better, but, it's like, how do you go about doing that? You know, are you trying to better yourself to get to know you better, or are you just trying to play the chameleon game and I'm just going to attach to him because he dressed nice? Oh, this person got a good job. I want to walk like him and buy clothes like him. Let me go to his store. And it's like, who are you really trying to be or who are you really trying to impress? Because all what you're doing does nothing for you individually. you just looking the part, but at the end of the day, you still that same broken individual that when you look in the mirror, you still don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, you said something, man. Mm-hmm. God, a lot of millionaires look, look, look just like that, which you just described. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you, when you, when you, you're absolutely right. I think it does start with in, the, in your foundation. You know, you got to, you can speak death or you can speak life. You know, um, remember now we also heard that you know you ain't gonna be shit like your daddy. So you were just trying to do a little bit better than you know no good ass daddy, quote unquote. Um, then you start mimicking someone else, but I think. The moment you start going out on your your own, um, actually, I'm gonna say high school is when you probably should start coming to your into your own identity. Um, and I think as parents, we we should hone that versus um, mm-hmm. trying to dress like a preacher because you know this is how we saw preachers in our community back in the day. Um, all that plays a part in who we are today. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's sad. It's a sad truth, but it starts. It's it's the it's the parents' fault uh, because especially in the black community because we had to. Uh, we've always had to fight. We've always had to struggle. So I don't want you to struggle. I want you to be better. Be better than me. Be better than this, and you find that. Next, you find a successful kid or relative, and that's who you start competing with. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, as far as the intellect, as far as the education, as far as the conversation, even you start and realize that this guy don't have it all together, or this don't have it all together. Like damn, all this time and shit, I was doing it. But no one knows the truth until you start peeling back those layers, until you start having those conversations. Like, damn, that's how he was talking. You know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that we got. We got to remember: hone your kids to be the better, and not be a better version of you. Mm-hmm. You know what, though, that goes without even being said, though. 
in a sense of like, hey, son, I want you to be better than me. And then when I become better than you, now how much respect do I have for anything you got to say from here on out? Or daughter, right? Hey, I just want you to be great. I just want you to be the best you, right? Because I'm going to do the best that I can with what I have. I want you to do the best with what you got. Like, so the expectation is for you to be successful. Well, I'm just saying that in the sense of I know some folks that uh, may have uh, reached higher levels than their parents. And when the parents lose focus or don't see it, the kids lose respect in the sense of they don't feel respected. Like you taught me to be this person and now I'm this person and you're still talking to me like I'm not here, but I'm here because I've surpassed the levels that you have. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. So just go ahead being mindful and careful with that. My, right, you know, I'm sorry. What's your thought? You said me. Yes. Oh, I I I can understand exactly what he's saying. You know, it's kind of like the, you know, the mother who stays with her abusive boyfriend and encourages her daughter to, you know, not not following her footsteps, and she builds her daughter up. Um, because she's been broken down so much. And then, you know, daughter gets older and, and you know, is able to, to have a, um, a respectful relationship and gets married. And, you know, she still sees her mom getting, jumping in and out of these, you know, negative relationships and she begins to lose respect for her. So I can definitely, you know, see and understand um, what he's, what he's saying and where he's going with that. I think that um, you know, like like you all said, it's it's important that we we build instead of break. Um, and I say build, you know, building our children and building each other, um, and, and instead of you know breaking breaking each other down, um, so that you know you you have that you know you're going to have the competitive spirit anyway. But if you're building then that that competitive spirit, you know, you know how to how to control it and you know how to um engage in such a way that you have fun and compete and um and not necessarily, you know, compete with, with anyone else for what they have, but you know, you have it within yourself, you compete within yourself to be great. So I think it's it's again for me I see it still as being a delicate balance, um, simply because you know that lines can get blurred, and you know that that thing can kind of take you take over you before you even understand exactly what it is. Um, I've seen decisions being made out of you know at first it becomes it starts as competition, but then it ends up as jealousy, and decisions are being made based off that jealousy spirit rather than a competitive spirit where I may want to, I may want, you know, your position instead of, you know, and I, we talk smack back and forth and you teach me here and there, which is cool. But instead of me coming to you seeking guidance on how I get there, 
I, I've then somehow let this thing turn into um, a little bit of jealousy and bitterness. And before I come to you and speak to you about it, I've already made a decision to, you know, go to another job or, you know, move to another city or move to another county. You know, and then at some point, you know, I'm trying to backtrack to have these conversations with you. So I think that um, it's important to understand those those thin lines of, of competition and um, and jealousy. And then, again, like all of that factors into, you know, knowing yourself and knowing who you are. That's true. Now, remember now, when you're, you're young, I think before we come down on the parent, our parents and our parents, the conversation has to be had, right? So that we can understand why you push me to do this, but you never done it. You know, so we can have an understanding so that there won't be any resentment or any, you know, misunderstanding. Why didn't, you know, why didn't you get out of this abusive relationship? Or why did you know, you go from one abuse of relationship to another, you, you may think that that's what they saw growing up, and this is how, you know, they their dad expressed his love to her mom or, and all that type of situation. So you got to have that conversation because maybe she don't know that it's unhealthy. You, you, you follow me? So before we... Uh, Disqualified, we got to have a conversation. Communication is the key. You know, even when we talk to our kids, you know, I want you to be better than me with the resources that, you, that uh, we've given you or afforded you as, as a parent. That, that's important. Now, I'm not pushing you out the house. You can always come back and get guidance and get counseling, you know, um, but. We definitely want you to be the best you. And being the best you may not be, you know, a part of the way I did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Toya. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. And that with uh, parents. And like you said, a conversation would have to be had with a lot of parents who I think do push their kids to be better than them. And, you know, if the parents are pushing the kids, the kids sometimes are like, well, I want the best for you too. And, you know, mm-hmm. for some parents, you know, it's easier for them to say, I want the best for you, but it's harder for them to do it themselves. Um, so they instill that competitive courage and nature in you so that, you have more strength than they did to whether stay in a situation or get out of a situation. You have the ability and the mindset to not get stuck or feel like you're in prison and can't go nowhere. Um, So they push, I think, their kids to be better in not just life but in all aspects of life. Um, Any situation comes, have the mindset to figure a way out of it. Don't ever feel like you're stuck in a situation and you can't go nowhere. Um, they push you to excel in every aspect in any uh, dangers or any downfalls, valleys you may go into, find a way out. And, you know, that's, I think, that competitive nature. Don't let nothing slip you up. Don't let nothing feel like it's going to hold you back. Don't let nobody or nothing hold you back. 
you always find a way out because there's a way. You just have to have that mentality, that attitude that no matter what's going on, you're going to succeed. You're going to figure a way out of this. You're going to get through it, and you're not going to let it define you. And although we may want that same mentality our parents put in us for them too to get out of that situation, sometimes it may not be realistic that they have the energy to fight to do so, which is why that spurred them to really push and encourage you and instilling you to do those things that wish they couldn't do. Or maybe they don't have the know-how. Mm-hmm. That too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that could be a part of, you know, uh, or the resources. That's, that's also um, could be. So we definitely got to be mindful. You know, the competitive nature is, is there. And remember, a scared cat is only going to stand in, in the corner so long before you see his true competitive nature. And they go get out that corner, mm-hmm. and that's and that's in anything, and th- and that is in anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that my I tell my family, we've always that's what we do, fight. And you know, as much become a black man, he will fight to live. We will constantly have fight, you know. And you don't give up; you keep fighting, and it's in him. It's in him. That's what the quicks do. We fight. <laughs> right, what's your thoughts, bro? Hey, man, y'all, y'all speaking truth on, on here tonight, and I mean, like the idea that you know that parent either you know kind of didn't have the testicular fortitude or not, or <laughs> or um, the strength or the finances. Or whatever, right? It's kind of like you develop a notion of I can show you better than I can tell you, right? Because we all probably had those parents or those loved ones that said, "Hey, you do as I say, not as I do." And yeah. I feel like that breeds a very disrespectful mentality because it's like it's like you do it because I'm telling you to do it. So respect me for the title that I have as your parent or as your, you know, elder, so to speak. But, like, what I do is none of your business is not your concern when it really is, right? Like, now I I, I believe that the intentionality needs to happen with I'll show you better than I can tell you. Like, you, you you can think that I ain't, you know, that I'm not trying to be better or that I'm not working to develop greatness inside of me as I'm sharing with you to do, but I can show you. I'll show you it while I'm, while I'm sharing it with you, right? So there ends up being, um, in a sense, no limits and no excuses to, to that. And the competitive nature then turns back into you compete with you, right? Like, like, like I compete with, but I don't compete with my father. Like my father is in competition as far as like, like I like I always compare myself. I'll say right. So maybe not a competition, but there's a comparison. And I'll say, man, you know, and my dad missed out on this. My dad missed out on that. I'm gonna make sure not to miss out on this, not to make that mistake, right? 
And to me, I think that is what makes me strive and drive for better. And for, and that puts me in a better position for success, especially when it comes to raising my kids versus me just saying, hey, you know, do better than dad did. Like, like to me, that's a, you're bailing yourself out. You know what I'm saying? To say that. Hey, do better than well, I did. Kind of like, yo, you still, go ahead. Remember now, with with that, you are also telling your sons, you know, well, me, I tell my son, you know, hey, don't be like that, 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 you know what I mean? Be better than your daddy. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm mm-hmm. letting him know that it's okay to do something different. I'm letting him know that we both is in uncharted territory. So we're going to get through this together. And your way may absolutely be the right way or the right way for you. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because trying to do it the mm-hmm. proper way is true to me too. You see what I mean? So definitely want to let our kids know that it's okay to think. In fact, we want to challenge them to think. That's the only way that they're going to be better than us. That's that competition mm-hmm. with yourself. Because mm-hmm. once your mind stops thinking and moving, it's a Introduce Pianchi live uh, to the to the line. Good evening. How you doing? You know, on this thing well, about competition. Hmm? Yeah, I was gonna make a comment on competition. And see, I'm looking at this different. I understand the way that many people have brought the conversation tonight. And yes, you do have this competition among siblings, the inner rivalry, so on and so on, that, you know, I got a B and you got an A. But in reality, the competition should be on the business level. And when I hear people talk about white supremacy, I look at that different. I say that when you look at certain categories of industry like offshore oil drilling, equity financing, leverage buyouts, boycotts, and sanctions, more often than not, the face behind that are white. But if you want to change that paradigm, you got to compete against them. You have to compete against them in the field of work industry that they're in. And you do have blacks that are doing that. And the pie of that industry where companies have their slice, and many times all those slices are delegated to whites. If you want to create your slice, you got to take pieces and parts of their pie to make your slice of the pie. And there are instances where that have worked. It's just not challenge as much as it should. I took a piece of everybody's pie in the industry that I worked in and had a company in, a corporation in, and that was still erection. The erection of skyscrapers, bridges, and doing industrial work. And uh, that's the competition that we pose. And that competition can be groups of people who bring their talents and expertise to the table in order to make the cartel, the company, the corporation that's going to be performing in these areas 
Make it great. And like you just got through saying, you got to educate your children because you're going to need people to perform in certain tasks. You're going to need engineers. You're going to need chemists, depending on what it is you're in. So if your children want those outstanding, high-paying jobs that's going to work in order to make you, your ideas better, they got to be educated. And there needs to be a lot more of that. And I'll tell you what, in the future, it's going to have to be that way. Because some of these uh, things that we used to, you know, doing nails and hair and barbershop, that stuff is not going to cut it. Because if it had, we wouldn't be talking about uh, the data as it exists now, the disparity in wealth and so on and so on. So I hope I made a little sense. Added to your conversation, contribute to it. That is, and uh, you know, that's my opinion. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Right now, what's your what's your thoughts on what the gentleman just said? I have no problem with competition. I do think agree in the sense of competition provide um, not only a option, but also it provides an area for success where I feel like competition lacks is in or becomes demonstrative is when one competitor tries to undermine or uh, demean another in a sense of I'm better than this person right, or I'm better than that person. Like, compete by just being you. Like, get in an industry, um, to what the gentleman was saying, you know, if you're in an industry that's predominantly uh, white and, you know, you're trying to figure out, like, get in an industry, compete in a sense, but don't compete to where it's a, it's a vindictive or a, a hateful mindset of that individual or that company, but more so like, hey, I think I could do business as well in this seat, like in this in this area. I mean, I think, you know, with integration, with, you know, the idea that, um, uh, with the idea that, you know, hiring, you know, a mixed race uh, group, uh, was impactful in, you know, kind of providing that competition. And I'll say this, so if I'm on the same level as, as my counterpart, I already know I'm better than you. And you know it too. Because because you know what I had to fight in order to get here that you didn't. So, I mean, if we're going to, you know, I mean, I, I, I was more so looking at competition in the sense of um my life experiences and, you know, kind of like man to man, not necessarily race to race, but like if, you know, you want to bring that up, I mean, I look at McDonald's has been doing great. Now Chick-fil-A come about how many years later and they're doing better. I mean, they were, they were competing brand and I feel like it was good for the market. It made McDonald's step the game up, but at the same time, I don't think it was Chick-fil-A bashing McDonald's.
Miss Quinn, I don't what's know if your you understood what I said when I said that, but yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Miss Quinn, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? <laughs> I, I kind of agree. I do agree um, in what he said. Like, if you have arrived at the position where a lot of those positions are held for white people or those in that nature, you know, you have arrived. You made it to the destination you wanted to be to. Um, but if you're still striving to get to that point, and like the other caller has said, you know, trying to get make your own piece of the pie, I mean – most of the times when you're in an industry where it's predominantly white and you're still trying to achieve and get to a certain place, you're competing with them. Most of the time it's not a fair competition. Um, they're going to have a leg up on you regardless. So I think as we were saying beforehand, just because you don't know something, be humble enough to ask questions and gain knowledge. And I think that you can gain knowledge along the way even though you may not get to the place you want to be to with this company, I think that you can gain knowledge from different places in your industry and carve out your own piece of the box and make it your own and make it your own lane. Um, like we were saying, the competition, you know, just because they won't let you break through the ceiling, that doesn't mean you won't ever break through that ceiling. It just may mean you may not do it there. But, you know, you may have another place and area that you will, and maybe it is creating your own, but at least you have gained the knowledge and experience along the way to be able to sustain it. And it's one of those things that don't get so overcome by people not allowing you to achieve and get to what you know you can be, but learning along the way so that when the time is right, you can go out on your own and sustain yourself with the knowledge that you have and be able to be thriving doing that. So I, I agree with what he said. You know, you can gain knowledge and get your own piece of the pie um, and compete at the same time, but just be mindful of how to compete and, and know, 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 the, know the rules of the competition before you enter into it. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't try to keep hitting your head against the wall when mm-hmm. you know this company, no matter what, is going to let you get that position, no matter how qualified you are. Just be like, okay, you showed me your hand. It's time for me to accept that. This is what you are. Let me gain all I can gain because there is going to be another chapter and it's not going to be staying in the same position that I'm in. And I think that's the competitive mindset. You don't let nothing stop you. You continue to make yourself better, get yourself better, gain the knowledge that you need to gain in order to do what you really want to do and have your own. Okay. Now, me personally, it's two things that I have, you know, I want to comment on. One, if we competing, I don't got to mention it at all. Let my product speak. Whatever you got going on, my product will be better than yours. And I don't got to tell mm-hmm. anybody that my product is, is, is better than yours and mention your name. Chick-fil-A don't mention mm-hmm. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. No one, no one make mention of because I'm giving you energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just, just like you trying to talk to a girl. You don't go up and be like, yeah, you know, I'm better than your boyfriend and all this. Nah, keep him out of it because it's hating. Keep him out of it. If I'm competing mm-hmm. with the quote-unquote with, with white guys, I don't got to mention that. We're not competing. There's no competition. Our competition mm-hmm. is white. 
In fact, y'all compete with me because y'all know who I am when I walk the door. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, they can screw it or misconstrue this area or or what have you. But the fact of the matter is, I'm here. So now, of, of intellect, of physicality, of spirituality, off of whatever, you got to go call your dad to, to use those connections to get you the job. When this is what I'm moving on, so it's off me. So there's competition. If it was competition, you wouldn't have to tilt the scales in your favor. Mm-hmm. That's when you know it ain't no competition. That's all I have. Sorry. Let me let me, let me calm down. <laughs> Sit on back down. <laughs> you right on it though. You right on it. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, but then again, right? We I look at I look at the, the lack of knowledge. No, I'm sorry about that. Uh-huh. I just look at it again, right? Going going back to knowledge and the lack thereof, mm-hmm. right? Like if we lack knowledge in those areas of expertise that we could be we could benefit out of, then we won't be at that table, right? And it'll be um, considered, you know, a table not set for us. But if we allow ourselves to be knowledgeable about it and share that message, right? So not necessarily being afraid about any other competition because of what we do, but share that knowledge of, you know, opportunity out there, then I mean you you build the idea of there's no competition amongst greatness. Turn it back there over you go. Quick. There you go. I, it, there's no competition because I know who I am, and you gotta pull strings because you know who I am. Period. My twin, my twin, the doctor. He he is a doctor, and that's my twin. He's great in his his right. I don't got to say well because I'm not a doctor of in the same field that I'm not. But it is what it is. Oh, you're good. <laughs> but like I said, I, I agree with you all. You know, it's about knowledge. Once you acknowledge yourself, you equip yourself. There's no competition. At the end of the day, you're dealing with the person who can do the job, has the knowledge to do the job. At the end of the day, you can't beat me. And that's the thing. Once you know what you know, can't nobody take that away from you. And as you said, at that particular point, there's no competition because I know what I, I know what I know. I know what I'm doing. I know how to do what I can do. You may have got the job because you knew the right person, but I'm more qualified because I have the knowledge that's going to carry me. That little pulling strings thing is going to carry you to where you need to be. It's just going to hey, get you in the door. They want, that's it. Hey, they, that's exactly what they told me. They was like, hey, it's who you know that'll get you here. It's what you know that'll keep you here. Bingo. Know that. <laughs> know that. So, it ain't no competition. I don't care if you put in skyscrapers or if you cut hair. You know, it ain't no competition. But that goes back to 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 who are uh, your nation. You know, I'll tell people. You know, you can tell just by how people move how they was brought up, how they was raised. 
You know what I mean? And when I say I'm not necessarily talking about your parental guidance. I'm talking about the way you was raised, experiences. Because somebody like me, ain't no competition. I'm going to show you, you know, better than I can tell you, as, as Ronell just made mention. Show you better than I can tell you. You made a mistake by not giving, putting me on. Now you know me. Now you've made an enemy, and you'll see it again. That's just me. <laughs> I don't scare y'all off the line. Y'all good? We good? We family? Oh yeah. Oh, good. You right on it. You right on <laughs> it. Yeah. Hey, I'm trying to be respectable and press mute. When it ain't my turn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, all in this again, man. It's something that we all we all go through, and and if we have gone through it, you will go through it as a man. Somebody gonna come mm-hmm. to you, you know, rise you up, you know, say you I'm trying to get like you. I'm trying to get with you, and I go laugh at you. Are you gonna, you know? Yeah, man. I truly, I truly hope that your listeners and the men that hear this, you know, feel empowered to not only share to other men this message, right, this podcast, this um, recording, but also the idea that I don't have to outdo you in order to be better than you. I just got to be the best me. Period. Yes. Who else can be a better you than you? Mm-hmm. And then in the same breath, right, for the women that might be listening, trying to figure out, yo, how do I, you know, help raise this young man through life, right? And I'm not a man, but I'm trying to guide my son, you know, uh, in our right path of mentors or whatever it might be. It's the idea of, hey, let's, you know, encourage us, uplift, let's um, provide some positivity into who that man is, that man is, right? And the level of respect versus the similarities of him and his biological. Now, when you say that, now, you know what that means. It's going to be some conversations you have to be at, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that little youngster going to understand who he is by knowing or his logical world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's the part that, that a lot of people try to dance away from. No, don't sit down with the song start playing. This is a song you got to dance to as well because that's the only way this kid going to understand who he is. Because there's no... I don't see it in, in mom and, 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 and stepdad if there's one or whoever... Somebody, I'm, there's a disconnect. They understand what I'm going through, and that's the reason why we got to have those conversations. They may be uncomfortable, you still got to have those conversations. You know, Daddy may have uncomfortable. made some some bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get through. Ain't another world that we can get through this together. A un- uncomfortable situation breeds greatness. Hmm. I mean, if you ain't never been in an uncomfortable situation, don't consider yourself on a path to greatness. 
you gotta you gotta go through you gotta be uncomfortable. At some point you got you're gonna be uncomfortable. <laughs> At some point, yeah. <laughs> and, and and it may even hurt a little. But once again, mm-hmm. that's what that's what it's gonna do you to Yeah. Except Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What's your need? Twin, mm-hmm. where you at? Yeah, this is the y'all talk. You know, the thing that saying came to my mind. You know, whatever kid you make you stronger. You know what I'm saying? So it mm-hmm. may be uncomfortable mm-hmm. to go through it, but at the end of the day, it's gonna make you stronger in every aspect because you got through the difficult time and you made it to the other side. It didn't kill you, even though you felt like it was gonna kill you, or probably would have killed you, but it didn't. And you know, you're stronger because you you face the obstacle head on instead of trying to duck it, you know, trying to shy away from it. You know, you, you dealt with the challenge head on. And I think when you deal with the challenge, you know, it breathes that part of you where, you know, I'm better because of it. And if I can overcome this, then, you know, anything else that come in my way, I can overcome it. You know, you know, this was this, you know, if anything else come up that's just similar like this, Hey, if I survived the first one, I can survive it again. And I think it breathes that, that mindset, you know what I'm saying? Even though difficulties and things do come in your life or come against you, you know, if you face them head on, that's the only way to really do it. Because at the end of the day, if you can get through it, you're going to be all the better for it. And nobody can ever hold nothing against you or hold nothing over your head and try to have power over you. You can gain the power back and say, I'm still competing with myself. Because at the end of the day, I wasn't a coward. I didn't run away from it. I sat down and had mm-hmm. a difficult conversation. I sat down and went through this difficult time, but I'm all the better for it. And can't nobody take that away from you or that experience away from you so that helps you in the long run. Well, I'm going to say this. You know, I got to add a little of my, my scientific to this. Only, 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 only viruses and, and mold breed in comfortable situations. You know what I mean? So greatness don't. You got to go through greatness. I'm, I'm sorry. You got to go through the uncomfortable in order to become great. Yes, sir. That make, that make, Absolutely. Little, little deep for y'all, but that's just what we at. I mean, bro, like the, the the current situation in the state that the country is in right now, all should have necess- should in some way, some shape, somehow been mentally prepared for it. In the we sense was. Of, where am I, I prepared you for it? Yeah, she that's what I'm you. saying. Like, 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 like this. Hot water, so. <laughs> told you this. Hey, it's just one of those things that's something so simple, right, that can cause such hysteria and such, you know, trauma to a country, right, like never seen before be so simplistic but at the same time so understanding when it's like look hey we have we have our successes and you have your failures right and there's hills there's valleys you you know they're coming the pendulum keeps swinging right you know uh-huh. what I mean it's, it's coming back it's coming back type deal so it's that idea that if it's coming back I mean that's the whole idea for you know, save, save for a rainy day. Like, I ain't necessarily expecting a rainy day, but if a rainy day come, I'm prepared for it. 
I got my umbrella in the Listen, car. man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Just in case. But I also got my sunblock, sunscreen in there as well. Hey. You know, Come what on. the situation is, I'm Hey, with the top back. With the top back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like that. It doesn't matter what situation yeah. I'm prepared for. I'm going to mm-hmm. do a I'm going to I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. That's just what I'm gonna do. Period. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was made mention some time ago that when you are prepared, you don't have to prepare. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the mm-hmm. truth. When you are prepared, you don't have to prepare. Yeah. You stay ready. You don't have to get ready. Just like that. So when you find yourself, you know, remember, you're on your way to being the best you. You're, you're, you're trying to become better than you were yesterday. And mm-hmm. this guy who, who's looking on, trying to compete with you, you know, he's over there stretching, watching you. So don't <laughs> don't slow your stride just to start running when he runs. You keep doing what you do. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why he want to be like you. Mm-hmm. He he wouldn't want to be like you if he was sitting down. He want to be like you because you're running. So keep running. Let whoever compete with you compete with you, but you compete with you as well to be a better mm-hmm. version of you. Y'all, y'all don't agree with that, do you? Oh, no. Uh, I, agree I, 100%, I 100% agree with you. Hey, I didn't know if you was closing off or not. I was like, let me be quiet because, man, I had something to, I had some thoughts on that one, man. My track coach always told me never look back. Never look at, you know, the man that's behind you because once you look back, you just slowed yourself down. So you keep focused on the goal. You keep focused on that finish line. And do the best that you can do, man. Hey, I mean, and there's stories, there's stories to you know kind of recollect behind it, but you know, it's that's legit. I agree. And what when y'all were talking about that, the thing that came in my mind was, you know, uh, was you was making that analogy. I was thinking, you know, never lower your standards to make somebody else feel adequate. You know, never. Stop doing what you're doing just because somebody want to be you and you want to make them feel good. Don't stop doing what you're doing and make yourself be less than just to make them catch up and feel good. Now, keep doing you. Keep pushing the envelope for you. Keep competing with you and not winning yourself. Maybe one day they'll catch up, but it's not your job to let your standards to make them catch up with you. Mm-mm. When you said, now you done added a new word to this whole thing, that's standard. You sure did. Oh. Oh. That word right means something now. We we always want to raise the bar. We always want to raise the standards. You know what I mean? And that's the reason why they sought you out to compete with the likeness of you because of your standard. And you still striving. Because of your standards. So maybe mm-hmm. that's why they think that I can do this, but they don't know that I'm not done yet. 
I'm still moving. I just yeah. I just made this lap in in one point two. I'm trying to get it down to one. Then I'm trying to get mm-hmm. it down to fifty. I'm mm-hmm. trying. I'm moving like you're supposed to. Always continue to move. If you're not moving, if you're not growing, if you're not progressing, if you're not evolving, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Death is the only thing that don't progress. Absolutely.
Ronnell, your heart and mind clear, bro? Heart and mind clear. Well, everybody heart and mind clear. Uh, Twin, why don't you go ahead and do it us to honor and pray us out, bro? No problem. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening, God. Uh, we thank you for allowing us to speak on this topic regarding competition. God, we ask that people that listen on tonight, God, touch their hearts, touch their minds. Let them have a different perspective on today that they don't have to be nobody else but themselves. Help them to love themselves, God, and want to push themselves to be better and want to be better and look at other people and allow that to encourage them to be better. Lord, we ask that you remove any jealous mindset, any backbiting mindset on people who have that. Lord, we ask you to take that out of them and replace that with love, replace that with knowledge, replace that with the want and desire to learn, to grasp the ability and the knowledge in order to do better and to be better themselves and to know that what they see other people have, it can be attainable if they have the faith and the belief in themselves that they can obtain it. Lord, we ask that you continue to touch people's hearts and minds as we go through this process. As we talk about when uncomfortable situations equals greatness and it brings about greatness, Lord, open their eyes to be able to see that people and companies and people that are going through this time, Lord, let them be able to see and know who is being great right now. And let them know really that the only great person is you, God. And that's who they need to look to for their healing, their protection, and their covering. So, God, as we ask you to just continue to keep us covered, continue to keep our families covered, our friends covered with your blood as we go through this season, knowing that this is only but a test and a reason everything happens for a reason and a purpose, and that we need to look to you. Bible said, look to the hills which coming from my help, and my help come from the Lord. So, God, we ask that you continue to be with everybody throughout this time. And continue to ask people, uh, key to allow people to actually look at themselves during this time where they're at home in isolation to figure out things they can do to be better, better in themselves, better in their household, better in their communities, God. And we ask you to continue to be with us as we continue to go through these weeks and these days throughout this process. And we'll forever give your name all the glory and honor that you deserve. In your name we do pray. Amen. 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 Well, that concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host, the number one, Mr. Quick, with Dr. Twin, Ms. Quick, and Pastor in his absence, and my brother, Ronnell, and all our guests who's listening and who called in. We thank you. Remember, the only competition should be within yourself. Love God, love each other, and wash your hands. Peace.